Hey everybody, this is Austin with Cross Gen Productions. Before we start anything today, I want to pray because of the just absolute weight that this series is going to carry. Lord, I pray that you would touch this series. Lord, that we would not only understand but that we would receive, that our hearts would be open, that our hearts would be convicted, that it would change our lives forever, God, that we would experience the fullness and the power of Pentecost and anointing, and that our hearts would be changed forever, and that we would just encounter you in a way that we've never encountered you, that our lives would never be the same. Open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears and minds to understand and receive the things that you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's Bible study is going to be a bit of a hard pill to swallow, but it's something the Lord has burdened my heart with, and it will have to be done probably in a three-part series, so please tune in to the next parts of this series. Yesterday evening, in my quiet time, I began to watch a sermon by Pastor David Wilkerson. And if you know who Pastor David Wilkerson was, he was the pastor of the Times Square Church in New York City. He was a Pentecostal preacher and a great man of God, great, great preacher. And in this sermon, it was called The Cost of a Fresh Anointing. Wilkerson began to talk about his experiences with the anointing of God in Pentecost and how God led him to that place. He shared how during his earlier ministry, he began to find himself in a place of not working under God's anointing. He found himself ministering and preaching and there was just no results being produced. There was nothing happening. It was just complacent. There was just, it was business as usual. And... He began saying to himself, there has to be more than this. He explained how he would sit and watch TV at his house and ask God. He was just in, he was just burdened and in anguish by this dilemma. And he would just tell God, God, there has to be more than this. If this is Pentecost, then I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. And God spoke to him and told him, do you mean this? And Wilkerson's response obviously was yes. Well, God said, if you would just give me the time you spend watching TV, just give me equal, equal time. Well, Wilkerson, convicted by this, ended up getting rid of his TV and began spending time alone in the woods at a tree with his Bible and a lot of prayer and study, seeking God and absorbing the Word of God, allowing it to change him. And he told his wife, if company comes, just tell them to honk and I will come out the woods. Wilkerson stated that God will not give the anointing to lazy Christians. He won't do it. There's a cost to the anointing. Describe it as you will. You'll know it when you come to a place where God changes you, where you'll never be satisfied as long as you live without seeing God at work in you and walking with you, and you know that something's happening to you and every time you speak. The main thing I'm getting at is holiness, anointing, Pentecost, an intense, rich walk with God will cost you. Now, if you're good with a meager sprinkle on Sunday morning and a casual relationship with God, 
This message is not for you. This is for someone who is hungry and thirsty for God, for an encounter with Him, who wants to unlock the deep things of God, who wants to walk in the fullness of God, who wants to experience the true power and fullness of Pentecost. I want to experience the fullness of God and His power and presence. I want the anointing and power of God to work through me. I want to speak with conviction and wisdom from God so people's lives are changed forever. I want a personal and deep encounter with God every day. I want the power of Pentecost. I'm a Pentecostal. I believe in the power of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit and Pentecost. Yet, how can I call myself a Pentecostal if I'm not actively a part of it? A deep, anointed, Pentecost-filled, full walk with God will follow a few things which is seen in Scripture. That is a heart that is burdened and in anguish. That is for an encounter with God, in anguish for the church's present condition, burdened for holiness and because of sin. Another thing is repentance and constant pursuit of holiness. Alone time with God, that is seeking God. Fullness of the Holy Spirit and complete surrender to His will. But the first thing is a heart that is burdened and in anguish. Let's talk about having a burdened and anguished heart. There was another very famous message David Wilkerson preached entitled, A Call to Anguish. And here is a soundbite from this message that will give you an understanding of anguish and burden. Anguish means extreme pain and distress. The emotion so stirred that it becomes painful. Acute, deeply felt inner pain because of conditions about you, in you or around you. Anguish. Deep pain. Deep sorrow. Agony of God's heart. Paul, in 2 Corinthians 2.4, writes about the anguish he had when writing to the church in Corinth. Paul says, For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote to you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have so abundantly for you. Paul also writes concerning the nation of Israel in Romans 9. He says, I tell the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. That I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. That is anguish. Jesus was filled with anguish in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he knew the suffering he was about to experience and, and the, what he was fixing to go through and the situation that, you know, just the weight that was fixing to be carried. In Luke 22 Verses 41 and 44, it says, And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat become like great drops of blood, falling down to the ground. That is just complete anguish. In the same instance in Matthew 26, 37 and 38, you'll also see this in the other Gospels, but speaking of Matthew 26, it says, And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, 
and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. That is anguish. Psalms 84 verse 2 says, My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Psalms 42, 1 and 2 says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and, and be appear before God? Lastly, Psalm 63, 1. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Anguish. If our hearts are not stirred and in anguish by the church's present conditions or in desperate need of God or that people are lost and on their way to hell, we need to make a change. We have become complacent and comfortable with our lives, we, with our routines, with our present circumstances, and there's no burden and anguish within us. God help us. In, an anguish, burden, stirred heart will birth passion and a deep longing for a move of God and the presence of God. It will not only create passion and longing, but could very easily touch the heart of God and stir something within us that will change us forever. I'm going to stop there, but I hope that you will tune in to the next podcast as we begin to go further into this study. And I hope that you have been stirred and convicted thus far by what we just read through Scripture. God, I love you, Lord. I thank you for what you've shown us thus far. And I pray that you would help us as we continue to study in the next podcast to come. I pray for a burden and for anguish and for passion to be within us, God, that will change us. That will give us, you would just give us a burden and an anguish for the church, for for the sin that is in the world, God, and, and amongst um, amongst us, God, that you would just give us a burden for Pentecost and that we would just seek after you and thirst for you, like it said in Psalms, God, that we would just have a deep need for you and, and we would just be disgusted by complacency and business as usual. Change us, God, and help us. In Jesus' name, amen.